lot of bullshit going on down here. I'll break it off in your ass. Let's just end breaking news. No more bullshit. No more bullshit. No bullshit. Get ready for it. Next week's news today. No bullshit news. February 5th, 2021. Brought to you by Share, Share, Share. Share, Share, Share. Tell all your friends. If you don't share, we don't come back. Exactly. Oh, we're hot. We're so hot. We're so hot. We got ripped off like big time yeah, last week. Big uh, three big things. At least three big things. Before we go into that, uh, uh, Detroit Red is also out on the street in the frozen tundra digging up the dirt on the dirt. Literally. Yes. Yeah. It might be bad. We might have another Perfect day for it, dumping yeah. scandal. You can't <laughs> trust the government. You can't trust these people. Oh, but watch this. Another one. Eric Starkman. From Los Angeles, mm-hmm. right? The man, longtime journalist, right? Uh, writes a blog, StarkmanApproved.com. Go there. He's awesome. He's the guy I've been tearing Beaumont up, telling you what you need to know because nobody in Detroit will fucking do it. It's a goddamn sin over there. So he's going to be joining us. Plus, plus, next week's news today. Mm-hmm. More of it, folks. Lo- hey, man, somebody stole the police helicopter. <laughs> what? what? Yeah, boy. Somebody what? stole the Detroit police helicopter. Seriously? That's what sources say. What? Our man in the department, retired officer John Bennett reporting. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, right? Co- uh, Whitmer's fake COVID science. Look, again, COVID's real. All you liberal people are all like all those conservative people. You got to go with facts, folks. Even if you love her, you got to hold her feet to the fire. Oh, we're not going to get anywhere. You're screwing me. Amen. We bring in facts. Adult foster care deaths of the workers. We'll bring you that. The flu numbers. Apparently, there is no flu this year. Right? Crime in Detroit. Unemployment in Detroit. So long, Matt Stafford. I love you. Are the pistons for sale? And again, red live at the demo hall. Share, share, share. As always. American Coney Island is a sponsor of the No Bullshit News Hour. Good friends of ours. Remember that Esquire names American Coney Island one of the 100 restaurants in America that we can't afford to lose the COVID. We lose them. We lose who we are. It's so Detroit, the uh, originator of the regional delight, the Coney. Right? Proprietary dogs, proprietary chili. Vidalia onions, mustard, delicious buns. At Michigan and Lafayette downtown, you can now dine in. Yes. Come on down. Come on down. Support. It's clean. And I won't even tell you what's going on at Lafayette. I guess you all know. Uh, you mean regarding what we talked about last week? That's one of the stories, right? That's one of the stories. We'll oh, get to interesting. it. Interesting. Okay. Or the Really, Coney really kids. interesting. We did like 600 Kona kits for Super Bowl. Really? It took like 12 hours. In. 
That's a perfect Super Bowl. Uh, it perfect really super is. Bowl. Look, you can go to AmericanCornIsland.com. Support, support, support. Share, share, share. All right, give me, give me uh, no wackies. Oh. Okay. So. <laughs> Every hour on the hour. Oh, wrong one. That's the other guy. I guess they all sound the same to me. Oh, you didn't see it. Joking. Thank you, Maurice Davis. King of the Party Blues, friend, city councilman Maurice Davis. Bringing us here with Luke Nowacki. When it comes to security and investment, you call Luke Nowacki. Should you go short or should you exercise a long put? Should you naked yourself with the short or cover yourself with the put? What does that mean? You call Luke Nowacki at 248-663-4748. You whack job, millennials. Yeah. Trying to get rich on one stock. It's going to take more than one day. Like, listen here. You're not part of the ruling elite. That's why you're in your mom's basement gambling on stock. Mm -hmm. That's not a way to put a future together. Listen. It's never too early to start saving and planning for retirement. Planning for that house. Get yourself on the right track. Call finance specialist Luke Nowak at 248-663-4748. Grow your assets from annuities to individual retirement accounts to college savings plans to good old stocks and bonds. That's our friend Luke Nowacki. Hit it. Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal what Alliance Associates Inc. Member FINRASIPC. Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates Inc. All genres. That was a new one. Uh, maybe it's one that just doesn't get as much rotation as the I liked other it. I liked it. Hi, Karen. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome aboard, Karen. Thank you. The love boat. Okay, Karen. Yes. Do you remember last week when breaking news? You missed it. Sorry. All right, we'll take that up and post. <laughs> no, we won't. Breaking news. There you go. That's see, just on your feet. Remember when we said that Macomb County prosecutor, former state senator Pete Lacido, had referred Gretchen Whitmer to a panel of prosecutors in the state. There you go. <laughs> Better late than never, maybe? I don't know. To see if it's justifiable to bring some kind of criminal charges against Whitmer for handling of the nursing homes. Remember that? I remember that. We weren't even off the air, Karen, before all the TV stations were calling. Charlie, I say this all the time, you know, and you have to take that as a compliment. I mean, for the most part, we can see who's tuning in and listening. But if those that we don't see, all we have to do is wait for a couple hours and see what post and what comes up. People listen to you. They know they that you do the homework that they either can't or are not willing to do. Well, so, come, Nicole, come on. You got to take that as a compliment, Charlie. I'm you down do. here. I'm down here in the garden mezzanine, Karen. Lower <laughs> level. You know, leaving mainstream to prove a point. The point was, you know, at, at first this was just a social experiment, mm -hmm. right? Hey, like we we could compete with them, and now it's become real. What now we're the cheat sheet. It's copyrighted. It, well, you know, it's not, but sadly, no, not. I, you know, I mean, you, you're, you're out of that mainstream, but you're still setting the pace and elevating the bar. So keep going. We, keep we, going. we, you're, we. Do, you're doing the work. I mean, you're come on, it up, man. No, it's not copyright. And I don't care, but you know, be, be big about it. Be professional. We're all young, made mistakes. You know what to do now. I know you're watching. Give a mention so we yep. can hang around and help and give you stuff to do. Like the great Coney caper. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, tell, tell them about the great Coney caper if they didn't listen last week. Oh, uh, with the, uh, so Portnoy, David Portnoy comes in. Barstool. Barstool Sports. Barstool Sports. Yeah. 
uh, does his bit. It gets big. Uh, the problem is he's in, um, he's in Grace's in American Coney Island and Lafayette, five feet from the door, eating a eating a coney. Which, one dog, one dog, tasting it. One which dog. he's known for, yeah, for pizza. Some people don't like Portnoy Barstool, or just uh, maybe see it as flouting uh, the rules, and therefore they have the power to send someone in. So someone sees her. it, someone complains yes. to the state, the state yeah. sends in the city, and the city goes to American, inspects him, gives him a warning, goes into Lafayette, they're not wearing a mask, right? They never do, they're nice mm-hmm. guys, they just don't wear them, right? And give them a $500 ticket. So I write it. Plus, they're ticketing their delivery vans. It went everywhere. Ticketing the delivery van too? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. With commercial plates, you can't do that. That shit went viral. It went on the news stations. It went on the local TV stations. It went on radio. It was in the newspapers. Went viral. Jesus. And you know what? Not a mention. Of course not. It well, was... Portnoy retweeted you, though, because he knows. Yeah, oh, he, he knows. knows. He knows who did the work. Well, here's the thing. So some chub, some, what the, <laughs> the, the food writer for the free press, whoever this guy is. I don't know who this guy is, right? I don't know who he is. Whatever, dude. Write something about restaurants and COVID. You don't do that. There's nothing to do. So why are you going on Twitter and saying, well, this is just a PR piece because you actually work at American Coney Island? Because on Deadline Detroit, where I write it, it wasn't in the story. You know why? Because everybody listening to this show and everybody that reads Deadline Detroit knows I work there. When I posted it on social media, I did the disclaimer. Disclosure, I work there. Frankly, well, what am I getting a lecture from this punk? Who cares? That's, That's what I'm saying. Taking away from the point of the story, which was absolute bullshit. That's what I'm saying. It's so dis- look, it's a distraction. That's what you right do, here. dude. Give me a call. I guess we're not colleagues. Hey, bro, it might, it might look good if you do that, or yeah. you know, call uh, um, Alan Langle at Deadline Detroit. Uh, we fixed it right away. No yep. problem. Yep. Well, what's with the showing off? <laughs> you, didn't, you, you didn't get a piece of the viral story. Now, here's the thing. Somebody else from the free press starts calling around, maybe going to do a story. Basically checking up on me. Really? You don't need to check up on me. My shit's tight. You're pretty much out there, too. I think I, I, I got more grand juries <laughs> and panel in this town than the whole court put together. I'm working my ass off. <sighs> Fuck you, dude. And then they never did write it. They never did write one. Huh, that's interesting. Checking up. But everybody calling up trying to get a story. It's like, hey, we're following up on the deaf story. But you're going to put that in the fucking paper or not? And it's distracting. It's distracting from the actual issue that they're ticketing. And didn't Kim Worthy, by the way, say, forget about those tickets? Yes! Thank you for doing the, the right the thing. The county prosecutor said, this is some bullshit, which is what we're about, folks. Look here. We're for the people. You're for us. Left, right, center. Gay, straight, black, white, male, female. I don't care. You're my brother. You're my sister. What was the third story? There was a third one. The too. third story. Remember, we were talking about GameStop and shorting <laughs> stocks. <laughs> yes. Shorting stocks, right? How yeah. to play the market. And we said the most leveraged stock in Michigan. Mo- yeah. Shorted. shorted in the short position. People are betting against it. Is Rocket quick and low. The new IPO from last year. Yeah. Bada bing. It Kinda. shows up in the free press on Sunday. This huge fucking it's crazy. story. It's crazy how that happens. Now, I know the writer, and yeah. she's quite good. You, you don't write something like that Friday into Saturday. She's okay. working on that okay. one. That, that one's for real. You know. Right. That's fair. That's fair. But still, <laughs> scooped. <laughs> that was a, 
Top Horn, that was a really good story, actually. It was very it was, good. Yeah. But isn't that something? Not surprised. Okay, but then again, a couple weeks ago, a week before Snyder's indicted. Yeah, you called it. Who says it? You called it. Okay, and then the Monday following this show, the AP yeah. says it looks like he's going to be charged, and then everybody gives the AP some credit. <laughs> hey, uh, we're just a little podcast, right? Isn't that... Uh... I know, this sounds really bad. I, okay, start the show over. <laughs> Never mind. Just fuck it. But okay, look, breaking news. Yes. For all the people... In the media here, with a lack of imagination or sources, here's one. Breaking news. Live from New Jersey, the Martians have landed near the Meadowlands. We go to our correspondent. Oh, did we lose him? Holy shit. Wow. Well, someone's going to have to follow up on well, that Well, there you story. go, Cranes. The Martians have landed. Go <laughs> ahead. They're killing. Send your guy out there. Whatever. What a mess. Okay, look. Let's, let's what get... Are we, what are you breaking this week, man? <laughs> Martians landed. <laughs> <in the middle laughs> well, okay, what else? <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen. Um, this, this is, this is uh, the part of, of the show, of the program, where we bring in a heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, it's the business writer. Eric Starkman, long time right guy. Where'd you work, Eric? Like Troy News, where else? Toronto Star, Montreal Gazette, the Wall Street Journal, and American Banker. Those, like the Toronto Star and the Wall Street Journal are like- Heavyweights. Like international top flight. Yeah. Troy News, <laughs> when you were there. <laughs> okay, so he's been tearing Beaumont, but I want to just let you know that this business moment is brought to you by- I mean, David Hall Mortgage, right? Mm-hmm. We want to thank David Hall for supporting us, supporting Drew, supporting Elric, supporting everybody. Denny, everybody, really, seriously. They want you to know rates are currently in the twos. They're not going lower. Let's go. Let's move people. Call yep. today and find out how much a refi could save you every month. Get with it. Telling you, right? And they're super simple to use, too. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Super I'm not, simple. I'm, yeah. Quickly. I can't say enough good things Quickly. about them. But you go on the website, click, get started, boom. You need help, you go right to a live person, right? Exactly. Yep. Exactly. DavidHallMortgage.com or call 248-308-5000, 248-308-5000 and make sure you tell them we sent you here from the No Bullshit News Hour or don't. Quite frankly. <laughs> no, no, I think they should. Please do. Okay, please do. <laughs> well, then they're going to find out like yeah, this isn't doing anything for them. Hey, they're not shorted. Uh, <laughs> All right, let me bring in um, Eric Starkman. Hey, brother, how you doing? Great to be here. Been looking forward to it. Yeah, me too, man. I'm going to tell you what. How do I do this? Okay, I'm going to do it like it's the telephone. Hold on a second. Just You know, when you do the pre-interviews? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Now you're all tangled up in wires. Eric, what's up, brother? You've been fucking killing it, man. Thank you. And you can write. The thing is, you can write. It's not boring. Did Mark and Karen, did you do the homework? Yes. Yeah. Did you read these things? Yes. And it's, uh, you're taking a very complex issue and, and really stripping it down for and people it, with it, small brains like it's myself. snappy. Yeah. Okay. There's so, so much to digest with what's going on with Beaumont. Let's start out with this. Eric, you're, what's going on at Beaumont? Well, who, what is Beaumont and what's going on at Beaumont? Well, Beaumont's the biggest hospital in Michigan. 
and it's seen a mass exodus of more than a dozen top surgeons, uh, a mass exodus of their anesthesiology department, uh, department of anesthesiologists, and there was a colonoscopy patient who passed away uh, two weeks ago at Beaumont undergoing a routine colonoscopy, and that's unheard of in medicine. It is. Okay, now look here. I want you to relax, because this is not like the phone conversation. You're playing TV here. I don't want no TV. Let's start with this. The CEO at Beaumont, the biggest hospital chain in Michigan, right? The top 50 hospitals in America. We all know Beaumont is the place that you want to go in Royal Oak. And through your reporting, you show under the stewardship of CEO John Fox, who's an accountant, not a medical expert, that the quality and the reputation are going down the toilet. Is this correct? Yes, but I, I, I want to just correct you on one thing. Uh, according to people who work at Beaumont, they, you know, many of them tell me they wouldn't take their own families to that hospital. So, you know, but that's the place you want to go in Royal Oak. I think there's some people who work there that, that would dispute that. In fact, I know there are. Well, that's what I'm saying. The, like to have you on the reason it's it's near my home. That was when I got here. That was the pl- that was the place you went. Well, it used to be the place. So what happened? Why the quick demise? Yeah. Why? Well, it's not a quick demise, but it was precipitated by uh, they decided to bring in this outsourcing firm that's pretty controversial. You know, they undercut everybody. And, you know, I'll keep it simple. By bringing this firm in, they lost, you know, my sources tell me it's about 50% of their anesthesiologists that were working there. But, you know, Beaumont, which does have a credibility issue, they've said things that have proven not to be true, claims that 75% remain. But regardless, there's been a huge turnover in anesthesiology. And, you know, I've talked to experts in the field that says that kind of turnover in itself is dangerous to have that many new people coming and going. And in this case, they're using a lot of temps or people from other hospitals to fill in the position. So wait, let's go like this. So John Fox comes in. This is a nonprofit, Beaumont. The cat's making $6 million a year, something like that. Is that right? Do I remember yeah. your reporting right? $6 million bucks. He's brought in to create more income, profit for a nonprofit. Mm. So he does that in 2019. Income, net income, nearly triples but at the same time what we realized in january he they bring they outsource the anesthesiologists right yes uh what it's some company named uh death star i mean north start well it's nicknamed in the industry death star but it's actually called north star why is that what's the, what's this reputation from <laughs> I mistakenly reported that I assume North Star was a reference to the Star Wars uh, films, uh, you know, that could destroy all planets. But somebody from Beaumont called me and says it's called Death Star because of the reputation that it has within the industry. And I'll let you connect the dots. So is it, do they deal specifically with anesthesiologists or all medical outsourcing kind of stuff? They just do anesthesiology. Just anesthesiology. All they do. So this is one cost-cutting measure that Fox yeah. brings in to increase profit. You have on-call anesthesiologists. You have fewer of them. They're less, uh, let's say, um, uh, 
I don't want to put anybody down. I, they're not the top of the heat. They're not the cream of the crop like like Beaumont had, right? What Beaumont had, you know, they had people that were trained at John Hopkins exactly. and uh, Harvard. And, you know, the other thing that's really critical that I, I really would like to drive home is, you know, Beaumont is filled with people who are committed to Michigan. And the entire management is from outside. Um, you know, John Fox has a home in Atlanta. He's got another home in North Carolina. He put his house up for sale over a year ago. Uh, the rest of the management, they all thought they could unload this hospital and get out of town. That deal fell through. But, you know, they were clearly headed out the door because they all sold their houses. So wasn't there supposed to be a merger with, what's the company, Advocate Aurora? That yeah, correct? that's the company. And at the time, that was like, you know, I'm trying to think of a good analogy, but it, it, the two hospitals weren't equal. Beaumont in its day was a world-class, it was a gem of a hospital. It was ranked easily among the top 50 in the country. Its surgical business was amongst the, it's one of the busiest surgical hospitals in the country, or at least it was before they lost all these surgeons. And they had this coterie of anesthesiology staff that, you know, all the surgeons felt really good about. And you see, the one thing people don't appreciate about anesthesiology, they, the profession's done a great job of making it safe. So the likelihood of things going wrong is usually pretty small. Yeah. But you need a John Scully. You know, you remember Captain Scully that landed the, uh, you know, the U.S. airplane into the Hudson? Mm -hmm. You need top-tier anesthesiologists when, you know, I guess I can say it on this show, when shit happens. Yeah. And uh, they had a top-tier team. I believe you landed that plane in the uh, East River. <laughs> just, That's right. Just it was factual accuracy. So, okay, as Charlie mentioned, they are a nonprofit. And there seems to be this thinking that they want to just sell and, and become profit. They have about how much cash on hand? $3 billion. $3 billion. They redid Woodward Corners. It's a nice little area. They created a shopping district. <laughs> so You said M. You said with a B, Eric. Am I correct? Yeah, it's billion. a B. You're yeah, billion. right. It's I'm a sorry. B. Thank and, you, and if the merger was to go through, I, I'm, I'm only talking Eric's work here. Correct me if I'm wrong. Fox would pocket another $20 million? That's the speculation. Okay. You know, I don't know what he exactly would he w would have received, but the reason they say that, that that's the speculation because it's believed that the last CEO of Beaumont before this deal was done uh, got about twenty million. Not not Beaumont Oakwood. You know, Oakwood merged yeah. with Beaumont. Yeah, and you know, the transparency with these companies is not very good, but. It's believed to be twenty million, if not more. <laughs> so people assume if Oakwood got twenty million, you yeah. know, Fox would get more. So once again, nonprofit with, uh, and they are private, but with very little transparency. But if they're sitting on three billion dollars, are they not putting any of that back into the hospital? Why do they have to keep cutting costs to do things with North Star or other cost cutting? I mean, a lot of doctors are leaving. Or sell your ambulance system, yeah, yeah. farm it out. Why? Well, that boosts the profit margins, and that'll in turn boost John Fox's compensation and all of his deputies. That's so, the, the more they grow their their cash fund, better it is for him. The more juicy it looks for a merger. That's where, because remember, it's a non fucking profit. Well, 
that's a whole other controversy. These nonprofits, you know, Royal Oak would do a lot better taxing them and using the taxes than giving them the nonprofit status. But that's a whole other story. So, so how's if it? I could just, Go ahead. Try, if I could just drive one point home for you guys, listening to you talk about Coney Island and what happened there. And you said somebody called the state and they were there right on the spot to deal with that. Well, I, I want to make sure you and your listeners are aware that one of the top lawyers in New York used to be a senior partner at Honigman. And several months ago, he wrote to your attorney general, uh, Dana Nessel, and put her on notice. It was, it was a masterful letter saying things are very bad at Beaumont and uh, you're going to have another flint on your hands. And... Nothing happened. The, the hospitals continue to deteriorate. Governor Whitmer's done nothing. Uh, is it their responsibility? Well, Dana Nestle says it isn't, but you're a smart guy, so let me run this by you, okay? In order to merge Advocate Aurora with Beaumont, she had to approve the deal. Now, doesn't it seem like a reasonable you know, assumption that if she has to prove the deal, she has some authority over the institution itself? I would think so. Yeah. Well, she claims she doesn't. And by the way, most states, you know, going after hospitals is like a sweet spot for the attorney general. You know, here in California, the attorney general went after one of the biggest hospitals in the state for price gouging and, you know, got over a $500 million settlement. And, you know, Dana Nessel has never done anything close to that something of that magnitude. And, you know, as you guys are aware, you know, Frank Kelly was one of the most respected attorney generals of all time. And he was the Michigan AG for 37 years. So is, uh, isn't there a check? I mean, there's a board, a board of directors. What do they get out of all this? I and mean, why aren't they checking John Fox or, you know, anything else that's going on with the anesthesiology department? You know, that's a awesome question. Thank and you. The, the awesome, the, I have it written down right over here. <laughs> I'm sorry? I have it written down over here. He's fake news in it. <laughs> Come on. I'm just copying Charlie like everyone else. <laughs> sorry. Go, go ahead, Eric. So the CEO is uh, John. The, the chairman of the board is John Lewis, who used to be a top executive of Comerica. And as I trust you guys are aware, Comerica used to be based in Detroit, but they hightailed it out of town to Dallas because they thought it was a better place to be. Um, the, the, the scuttlebutt is that the entire board just follows John Lewis's lead and they'll do what he says. And it's anybody's guess why John Lewis stands behind John Fox. I, I have no idea and nobody else seems to know either. What's the state of the merger right now? The merger's done. That, that deal was too controversial. You blew and it up. It wasn't controversial. Look, I'm going to blow some smoke up your ass because it's well-deserved. I mean, you did us a favor in this state. You really did. Y'all might, I don't know if you're bored or not, but this is the biggest story that nobody was doing. And you, you, by pointing out the obvious, got some brakes put on that. And, and we're here to thank you for that. Thank you. You know, Michigan was really good to me. So I consider this a debt, you know, repaying a debt. Is that why you're doing it from L? I mean, from look from LA, Hello, hello, business writers and health writers and stuff. 
L.A. You got your ass whipped by a dude from L.A. And not a young guy. He not even really get. Oh, what does Alan pay you? He don't pay shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> he don't pay shit. He does it out of love. I'm assuming you do it out of love. I do it out of love. Because we're just like old dudes. And like, this is what we have always done. Is that why? Yeah, it is why. And uh, I want to just talk about what you said about the news. Like, yeah, the news. The news actually was a great paper in its day and it was the joint operating agreement. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but when the news and the free, when the news sold out to Gannett and the first thing Gannett did was get this merger deal, they call it a joint operating agreement with the free press that spelled the end of quality journalism in in Detroit. Um, Both papers were driven into the ground and they're like shadows of their former selves. It's really hard for me to like, criticize the writers and reporters seriously in the sense that I don't think management has an idea of how people consume news now that you don't need to busy your reporters shoveling shit and going to every news conference. You can put out less product as long as it's better product. What do you think about that old timer? I'm a hundred percent with you. You know, the problem is that these companies, you know, I'll, I'll, this is the no bullshit show. So I'll say it. Fucking no bullshit. The, the people who run media companies aren't the brightest bulbs in the planet. <laughs> you know? And, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example, like just to put it all in perspective, you know, Gannett, the last time I looked was, I think, you know, the total value of the market cap means what, you know, if you take all the stock outstanding and, you know, it's the total value of the stock. It's about 600 uh, million. And are you familiar with Nextdoor? You know, the, yep. it's those local, hyper-local websites. Yeah. You know, they're kind of stocky. There's hardly any, any you know, work done with these things. Wall Street's valuing that at $2.5 billion. Now, What does that tell you? It's just that, you know, it's the management's. You know, Gannett was paying some journalist two and a half million dollars a year to be like editorial director yeah that's obscene and it's no wonder the company ran into trouble and uh there are great people left at the news and the free press but you got bad management and they're they're corporations and and they give out stinking little prizes to themselves and they put it in the paper like it's some kind of news and nobody's buying it I don't care if you want a prize nobody heard of. It's not getting it done for me. And it really seems to be, is that the way Beaumont's going now? Because all these journalists leave the news and now all these doctors are... are and everybody's... Leaving. You know what everybody is? They, they leave. The journalists leave. Or reporters leave. And they become PR flunkies. Yeah. And then they're paid to like bullshit and lie to what's left of the reporters. And then the management's a bunch of pussies. It creates a and hole. And so we repeat it. It creates a hole that's been filled by, like you said, next door or Facebook uh, what's going to fill or a hole? Or Daily Caller yeah, or MSNBC, it, whichever one you want to believe in, and nobody in there telling you the truth. Starkman approved that that blog. I mean, oh, that <laughs> hack. Those holes get filled, but <laughs> what happens to a hospital when doctors vacate an area? I mean, that's my point being is that there's a real cost here to the the everyday person that needs health care and, and quality health care at that when you think you're going to get that. Now let's bring it around. I got I'm going to introduce this, and you're going to tell us, Eric. Which is what? It, what's the human cost? Eric's doing the "I told you so" tour, and it's horrible that he has to do it. The anesthesiologists are done. 
January 1st. Now, a guy, a very heavy man, goes in for a colonoscopy, and he's dead. Eric, how did he die? You don't, they shove something up your butt. It's the happiest day of your life. <laughs> well, Not the just, last day of your life. To die. Yeah, it's very common. Well, you know, I procedure. mean. Procedure. I mean, for some people. Yeah. What happened? How did you die of a colonoscopy? Uh, that's, a lot of people are asking that. It, it was something related to intubation. And, you know, I've talked to, to one of the leading authorities on anesthesiology, anesthesiology, and, you know, there's always a risk of intubation. Uh, she says it's rare that you intubate a colonoscopy patient in the first place. So that's one unanswered question. But even when things go wrong, that's what anesthesiologists are trained to do. You know, that sometimes the body doesn't react the way it's supposed to or right. they aspirate. But that's what, that's what they're trained to do. And it didn't happen. And... I'm told by, I've been contacted by anesthesiologists and doctors from around the country. The story's gone viral. And they all tell me, don't just assume it's the fault of the CRNA, you know, the certified registered nurse anesthetist and the anesthesiologist. It's probably a systemic problem. What, what kind of resources did they have when they, you know, were doing this procedure that it didn't just happen in isolation? So meaning like the, the man was overweight, so they were worried he might have trouble breathing. So in order to avoid it, they put a, a breathing tube down his throat. Right? right. And it went bad. Anesthesiologists don't make that call without a higher up a doctor and, a, a, you know, an attending. Medic. Actually, that's not true. The anesthesiologist is the only one who can make that call. The surgeon or the, the gastroenterologist, it's early in the morning here. Uh, they cannot. Uh, they cannot make that call. Only the anesthesiologist can. But so, but wouldn't it make sense uh, that the person that was coming in that their PCP takes into consideration the you know the 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 status of their health and those issues, whether it's his weight or any other respiratory issues or anything else that he has when scheduling or planning for his colonoscopy or any other procedure. Man, you guys are good. Uh, that's, that's one of the things you know. that um, I'm hearing from people from Beaumont is, and I'm going to be following up on that, is the people saying that the due diligence that they expected wasn't done, that it was rushed. Um, and, and you're right. You know, there should be like, a, and I can't say that there wasn't. So let me be clear. That, you know, maybe there was and I'm not aware of it. You know, Beaumont, their uh, MO is just to trash my work. You know, they called me, you know, the CEO called me a mudslinging machine. And That's it? Cycle That's what he's got? Well, Eric, I can tell you this. I, I mean, I'm monitoring our, our social media comments while we're, you know, doing the show. And everybody is talking about, one, they appreciate what you've done uh, in terms of sharing information. That a lot of these people have already know, and they've got some some horror stories that they're sharing. Obviously, Beaumont has declined to a level that a lot of people obviously either weren't aware of or have somehow overlooked. It is not what it used to be, and there are a ton of people that have worked there that have gone there as patients who recognize that. So they may they may not like you, but you've got a lot of people behind here that are on the show that are applauding what you've done. And let's because start fresh. Those of you like uh, chime in on social media. If you have a tight Specific question for Eric. Send it right now, and Karen will drop it to him. I've got one. 
they seem to be. I don't see you on the board here. Oh, I typed it already. Uh. So there's a lag. Um, <laughs> the board in John Fox seems to be more concerned with you as opposed to what their employees, particularly doctors, are saying. You talked about the exodus with uh, the anesthesiologist, the cardiologist, yes, surgeon, everybody. Well, the orthopedic department has had a little issue, and Eric, you've written about the doctor Fish. Is it Fishgrund? I'm not. That's how I would pronounce it. I'm a, I'm a print guy, so okay. I just so write this, stuff. this this is the head of that department, and it's they signed a new contract in 2019 with a company called Stryker, very well known company to use medical parts, medical parts, implants for people, hips, right. you know, all those fun things. And the contract says they have to use 75 percent from that company. And then what do you know? This guy, this doctor, is also a consultant with this company that's made close to a million dollars consulting for them. Is that is besides being unethical? Is there anything illegal that he might have done? You, I'm not aware of anything illegal, but you've hit on you know what's wrong with healthcare. All the conflicts in the industry that you know they're getting rebates to use uh, certain medical products that the orthopedic doctors didn't want, the surgeons didn't want to use. So the surgeons uh, didn't want to use the materials from this company that they signed a contract with because they feel they're inferior. And particularly trauma surgeons because that's something that's quick and you want something that you're used to and that you know inside and out. Is that what you found from your reporting? Oh yeah, it's they they yeah. did not want to you, you know and by the way there's a lot of heroes at Beaumont that people that stood up and refused to bend to the will of John Fox and his management team. Some got fired, but there were the orthopedic surgeons that said, we're not going to use them and didn't. So um, is Beaumont in the next go around of grades, you know, U.S. News World Report, whatever, are they going to be a top 50 hospital? If they are, U.S. News and World Report has no credibility in my book. Well, what's going to happen then? Is Fox going to be around until they sell to another um, big conglomeration of, of a healthcare company? Or will he be swept out and they are going to return to their nonprofit roots? Well, as I understand it, you know, in addition to being a journalist for longer than I care to admit, I also ran a PR firm and worked with a lot of lawyers. You know, one of the... Um, the ironies of all this is the act, the colonoscopy accident might actually, you know, protect, uh, give some job protection to Fox, John Wilson, and uh, uh, Carolyn Wilson and David Wood, the chief medical officer, because the hospital's not going to want to admit any kind of wrongdoing or negligence. So if you somehow just fired the management team right after the colonoscopy death, people, you know, a lawyer might use that against them. And, right. Uh, I think it's pretty safe to see there's safe to say there's going to be litigation. The family's already retained a law firm. Uh, not, not another. I'm, I'm moving it to the left here now. Why did Beaumont shut down its Wayne campus? Does that have to do with COVID? it was supposed to be the COVID overflow hospital? I I don't believe that. Um, I don't. I. Just had somebody from the hospital contact me. Since the colonoscopy death, people are coming forward um, because they're angry. And, you know, I, I don't want to say things that I don't have 100% confirmed. But, Believe it. You know, I, I don't want that. I don't, but it, what you do know. But, but 
What I do know is that it made no sense from a medical point of view to close uh, Wayne. You know, Wayne is like probably one of the top hospitals in the Detroit area for indigents, you know, Medicare patients, Uh, poor people. mm. So, you know, you could never get away with closing the hospital in Farmington Hills, I don't think. Well, indigent makes my bells go up. You know. I think profit. Yeah. I think profit. One more question, then I'll let you go. This was brought to me by a a listener, a member of our community here, a vet. He's a vet. And we all now know that one of the good things about the Trump administration was if you're a vet, you don't just have to go to the VA. Mm -hmm. You can go to any participating hospital, show them your card, and you'll get taken care of and the government will get billed. Is Beaumont part of that veteran system? Not that I'm aware of. That's, I mean, hmm. I mean, that's news to me, but that doesn't mean it's not true. I right. Just, I, I'm trying to look, and I, I don't know, and that's when I was reaching out to you. It's like, if anybody knows, please let us know. And yeah. Beaumont, you know, I mean, return the call, and we'll love to have you on. And any hospital system that's not part of the VA system, you can go fuck yourself. You really can. Pretty much. And not a public dollar should go to you. That's what I feel. Any last words, John? I mean, Eric? Yeah, the one thing I do want to mention, though, is that when they closed Wayne, they took a lot of those patients to the VA hospital. <laughs> oh, wow, that's interesting. Hmm. Oh. So they have no problem with Okay, well, I don't know if that's true, and we're no bullshit news hour, but if you do know, let me know. I'm, I'm still waiting for that answer. It's a shame. You, you know, the, for all the people working in PR and in the government and these nonprofits, they really don't seem to be able to answer a question when it's a real one. You noticing that, bro? They don't, they can't. <laughs> they don't want to. Exactly. They're not able to. I mean, you know the game, Charlie. It's and and Eric, if you've been in that side, you, you you've been on the other side of it. You know, it's all strategic. It's all deliberate. It's all intentional. It's not organic. I, I think, though, you know, greater pressure has to be put on the political leadership of Michigan. You know, I think. What's happened at Beaumont, it's public record. The governor let it collapse. Uh, your attorney general let it collapse. You know, Ooh. Debbie Dingell and Rashida Tlaib. Uh, Beaumont Wayne is their area. Boo! That's a nonpartisan. Boo! <laughs> Do your job. Yeah. You work for us. We're getting eaten alive again. I think I voted for Whitmer. <laughs> You know, I don't remember because I go third party a lot. Come on. Come on. Well, going back to the very beginning, they they could do something about this. If they have to approve a merger, then they could probably look into the what's going on at Beaumont a little more than what they are. Because what's going to happen is they're going to sell. John Fox is going to take his tw- alleged $20 million somewhere out of the state, and we're left with a crumbling. To North hospital. Carolina. The biggest hospital system in the state is, is crumbling and is just a. To North Carolina. Yeah. I got a limerick about North Carolina. Yeah. Every time I hear North Carolina, I think of the limerick. Want to hear it, Eric? Yeah. Okay. There once was a girl named Alice who used a dynamite stick as a phallus. They found a vagina in North Carolina and bits of her tits were in Dallas. Hey, all right. I know. It's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Next time so I can cover my ears. Oh, you're fine. Stop it. I've heard much worse. Listen, if, it, you if you've got a headache, try Henry Ford. It's clean. They treat him well. And I know the chief of trauma. 
Eric, a lot of people are saying you've been one of the best guests on No BS and we've had some great guests. So I just want you to know that a lot of people are listening and they do appreciate you being here. So I wanted you to know that. Get the fuck out. Really? Yeah, I'm dead. Somebody just said that he's one of the best guests. Uh, they said a lot of echo. They said he is a great guest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we get great comments. So I just, I mean, just like people are, are quick to share criticism, I also think you need to know, especially given, just like Charlie, when you work hard to do the right thing, you need to know that there are people that recognize and appreciate it. That's yes, all. I do. I, we really do, man. You're doing us a solid here. And look, look how smart the audience is. Now, and I don't like audience and show. I don't like the words I use them. We're, I think we're a community. And like, hey, you know what? We're going to try a business writer who's writing about a hospital. Mm -hmm. It got a real potential to collapse. Who cares? And I'm glad. So smart everybody is. We miss guys like you. And he's giving a voice to the doctors and the employees who just can't openly talk about what's going on there. Exactly. Thanks, brother. You, you, you'd match If you want to hang... Please do. But well, we're now going to move on. You want to hang out for the rest of the news? Yeah, I have to uh, take care of, uh, to make a call, but it's been great here, and I'd love to come back. You guys are a lot of fun. Okay, man. Thanks, brother. And thanks, really, keep, keep up the good work. Let us know what you're doing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's Eric God. Starkman. You can, he does more than just um, Beaumont. He, you know, he does a lot of where he's out west. You go to starkmanapproved.com. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, and Deadline, like you mentioned, picks Deadline up. DeadlineDetroit.com Detroit. picks them up as well. Which is so cool. Hey, look, Deadline Detroit, you know, I write there. I did a good one, I think, today. Go oh, look. Now, now you disclose it. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look at Red. Wait, uh, look at Red. He's freezing his balls. I, I know. Off. I was thinking Red's going to look like uh, Jack Torrance from uh, The Shining by the time we get to He really does frozen. look red now. He's fucking freezing. <laughs> the poor guy. He's having a stroke. He's doing important work, too, though. He is. He he's really out is. there. But we'll get to Red. Red, red live. At a mammoth garbage hole, it appears to be, out in the center of Detroit. We'll bring you that in a moment. But we're going to bring you next uh, week's news today, which is brought to you by ADR Consultants. And listen, if you can't get the COVID vaccine distributed, try ADR. Jesus. They do logistics. They do. If you can't get the Flint water plant fixed, try ADR. They're experts in government compliance. They get shit done right you need housing stock low income you call adr right yeah you just... you need cameras you need uh, sound spotting for your police department you call adr nothing's too big nothing's too small bro can you fix uh eric's echo I don't care. I mean, but you're all right. But, I'll fix I mean, it. fuck don't it. Worry. It's we're, it's covid. What are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. ADR experience. ADR competent. ADR, honest, ethical, smart. They've done more than a quarter billion dollars in private and public construction projects since 2001, amongst other things. So call Barry Allentuck at 248-318-9424 if you want the fucking vaccine distributed. Huge problem. On time and on budget. The logistics on that are crazy. I mean, I, you and I were talking, Charlie. I said, you know, if Amazon and Chick-fil-A can get it right, it's doable in terms of handling, you know, high volume logistics. So you can't get Jeff Bezos or the guy from Chick-fil-A call ADR. Okay. They're nicely done. So let's mix up the news. Let's, let's go to item number three and make it item number one to flow right from that. Here's again, another member of the community hipping me going, what do you make of it? So I went to the Michigan department of health, um, 
influenza, flu, oh, okay. data dashboard. Let me let me find it here. There we go here. Okay. The silver lining of COVID, I guess. Congregate setting outbreaks. You know, outbreaks in schools, uh, old people homes, healthcare facilities, daycare, homeless shelters, correctional facilities. For influenza? Yeah, for flu, the gotcha. flu. Mm -hmm. So far this flu season ending January 23rd, Zero. <laughs> zero. Not one outbreak. Two people getting it from each other. Wow. You believe that? No. <laughs> Do you believe that? Uh, I know. No. You, you, come on. You keep up with it. No. Wait. Say uh, it again. Say it again. I, I, I mean, I, it's funny you said because I was just reading a story about nationwide. It's way down, obviously, because of, you know, masks and everybody's been shut inside and everything's been shut down. And maybe people aren't going to go get it done. But zero, zero just always seems. I mean, if, if, zero. if you're going to lie about it, maybe put two down. Zero. Now, in terms of in terms of how many cases across the state yeah. that, you know, people walk in, the doctor referred, blah, 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 across the state mm -hmm. for week three, 24 cases of the flu. Wow. Come on. Come on. Charlie, everybody's talking about, you know, the, the, the failed logistics there as uh, Tammy's 83 year old mother can't even get on the waiting list uh, in Lapeer. Uh, Debbie's said her 97 year old neighbor can't get a vaccine. She's on all the list. The fuck? It's, it, 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 it is a mess. So a mess. The, the, the mayor of Detroit strutting around. Look, the, the Wayne County uh, executive is bitching because mm -hmm. Washington is getting double the doses they're getting. Because they're getting them into people. If you get them into people, you're going to get more doses. They got some kind of formula, yeah. right? Where like your population needs, you get more. Sure. Um, in terms of big counties, Wayne County and Oakland County got old people. Washington is young. Your model doesn't fit your model. Let me say this. All you out there. Here's why I flipped it. Karen, you called Mike Duggan's super hotline. We're really getting them out there. Throws out some bullshit numbers. What'd you find when you called the hotline, Karen? Uh, well, you know, I am not big on inefficient phone prompts. Uh, <laughs> and so I didn't really feel like it was well thought out or informative. Uh, they said that the wait to even schedule an appointment to, or to have somebody answer the phone was in excess of 30 minutes. Time, time, time out, time oh, out, time oh. out. Yes. You called up and they said, they said, well, you know, they gave the prompts. If in fact, this is an emergency call 911. Uh, if you have questions, uh, this is not the place to do it. You have to be a part of one of the designated groups, although they did not confirm which those groups were. You know, uh, you're burying the lead. How long was the wait uh, for somebody to answer the phone in excess of thirty minutes? And you need someone to answer the phone to schedule. You have to have somebody answer the phone just to make to, to schedule the appointment. But the shit. thing that threw me off, Charlie, was that they were saying you can't ask any questions. Like if you have questions. Hang up. Like, don't, the this is not the place. So I'm thinking if you're, or, and they kept sending people to the health department website. So if you're, if you're a senior and you're calling and certainly there's a lot of information that's coming at you at all ways, you may have some questions even in the process of scheduling your appointment. I thought it was a little disingenuous and, 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 and kind of, you know, condescending to say, if you have questions, don't call us, hang up. Yeah. And, and then get back in line for a half an hour. Come the fuck on. In excess of 30 minutes. I mean, that's what? unrealistic. It's unfair and it's inefficient. If you ask Now here's me. the news. Here's where I don't, I don't buy bureaucracy. Ready? Drum roll, please. Guess how many influenza shots were distributed in Michigan so far for this oh, wow. flu season? No oh. idea. Three million.
Wow. So how are you, listen, folks, how are you distributing 3 million flu shots and you can't get the COVID shots out? Anybody? 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 Uh, Hello? McFly? I think there's uh, too many levels of bureaucracies in the way of the federal government. And, and I know COVID's- Bueller? Bueller? Ferris? <laughs> Ferris? I know Bueller? COVID's a little different because, you know, some of them need the, the Pfizer ones, needs the deep freezers and blah, blah, blah. But- do we really, why can't we have a company that has, that deals with logistics and distribution, handle it instead of multiple levels of federal, we, we got, state, we got hacks, to county to, I, it's just, we got hacks that the health officials, you know, the, the county officials tell me, and you've heard them on this program, they change it in 24 hours. You're getting 70% of the doses. Yeah. You're getting 60. What the fuck? Here's what the counties want. They don't want you to give them the vaccine. You know what they want? They want you to give the tracking number of the vaccine, send them state directly to the hospitals Mm -hmm. and the pharmacies. So it's not a middleman holding a bunch of shots. Exactly. Cut out the the fuck on. Cut out the middleman, period. Jesus. How far are we into this? Now, I've got a couple of people saying, you know, that they they went and they got it without any problems. Uh, but I'm also seeing some folks that, like Wendy said, she's tried calling. Uh, she's pushed every button. And then by the time she got through, uh, it says we're currently out of the vaccine. Thank you for your understanding. So I guess people are having mixed responses in terms of, you know, yes. uh, how they're accessing. I'm glad you got the shots. That's the way it's supposed to work. There's too many people that don't. There's too many people not getting their unemployment. These are basic things. Talked to my dad yesterday, and I asked. Him, I said, hey, "Any movement on you getting your shot?" He goes, "I." I he goes, "I honestly, I'm just giving up because it's been." And he lives in Washtenaw County, and he's tried the um the health department there. He's tried the VA because he's a vet, and they said, "No, you're not. You're not in that level." Yes. So I said, "Well, you have a residency in Ohio. You want to go down to Ohio because they're giving well, them what's out." What's the old man saying? They're giving them out at the pharmacies. What's the old man saying? Well, my mom said that that's not the right way to do it. Well, that's true. I, she's trying mom. to be fair. She is. She is. And look, Ohio's got it's a just, whole it's different maddening. Game. Yeah, Ohio's they, got they, a whole different game of how they're running, and the numbers are similar. Similar. Mm-hmm. I just got a feeling we know what we know, which is this attacks old people who live in institutions. People catch it, but it's the old people who die. Right. No matter how you're behaving, Florida looks a lot like Michigan. Looks, you know, New York's a whole nother case. Cause it's so crowded. I don't know, but I do know something about flus and you know mm-hmm. how they spread spring, winter, spring. You see a height, then it goes down. Then it comes. They're predicting another spike in the spring. Are they not? That's for, true. For, uh, COVID for COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we, we really dropped that, you know, really bent the curve. Well, maybe it's got to do just with biology. Well, let's just get shots into people. People want them. Okay, well, let's do this. Next piece of news. Whitmer said she was going to do a pause for restaurants for three weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah. We now know it turned into three months, and it was all of them. She quotes science. Tweeted. They tweeted some science mm-hmm. that they're referring to such a study. I went and looked at it. The mobility network models of COVID-19 explain inequities and inform reopening. What does that mean? Okay, it means basically, here's the abstract. It's from um, PhD candidates at Stanford, headed by Serena Chang. Basically, they modeled people's movements. Their, your cell phone, your data, how you walk around is being collected and sold. So much. They yeah. know where you're going. Mm-hmm. So they got 98 million people. Where are you going? 
Then they stuck a model on it, like the rate of spread. The not, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? They they didn't they don't have specific super spreader stuff that they injected. What they did was Modeling, they yeah. modeled mm-hmm. it. So right there you could argue about the study. Nevertheless, the sum total of this says this. The sweet spot, the best spot for business and public safety would be to cut down occupancy to 20%, like in restaurants gotcha. why, and, and, and bars and movie theaters. Why? Because most times a restaurant isn't at capacity. So if you did it at 20%, the business would lose 40% of its foot traffic, okay. meaning it would keep 60% of its foot traffic, which we can extrapolate to be 60% of your business if we limit your occupancy to 20%. What would that do? That would mitigate the spread, according to this model, by 87%. Okay. That's that's the trade-off. Not a COVID denier. Not, I wear my mask. Mm -hmm. I am not that guy. I I love life. And I want everybody else to have one. But why did we not have 20%? Why did we have 0%? You fucking ruined a bunch of businesses when your own science that you told me to read says the sweet spot is 20%. Well, my issue with it is that you just explained it better than any of those press conferences that the governor has had repeatedly. She All she says is science. <laughs> Charlie's doing a nice little move. That's why you don't want me at the press conference. And these press conferences okay, stink but you because you can't there. ask a follow-up. And she's just never explained. I don't know if she thinks we're all stupid or we can't digest it. But that's We've all a, picked then, sides. Yeah. We've all picked sides and we don't want to hear well, science. He, here's the other thing, too. There's plenty of other models, too. Maybe look at more than one. Maybe they did. But once again, very little communication on that. Okay. This is from Capcon. Right. Oh, I love Capital Capcom. Con- Capcom. It is the wing of Cap- Capital Confidential. <laughs> okay. It's the Mackinac Center. Okay. Right? It's a libertarian think tank. Okay. Right in the middle, market-based. You know, Gordon, the director of health and human services? Mm-hmm. The- well, it was, do- yeah, this mixed. Yeah. COVID response to his folks, and it was mixed. It was mixed. Right? Nursing home data, et cetera, et cetera. During all of this, when we were all laid off and couldn't get our unemployment, he got an 8% pay increase up to $175,000. He wow. got a pay increase. Why? We all got to row this boat together. Pay increase. This is some book. Another Whitmer appointee who's now in charge of the Unemployment Insurance Agency. Oh, they're doing a great job. That crashed on Monday Jeez. when you told everybody to sign up on Monday. She got a 10%. Pay raise during COVID. Why? Is this contractual bullshit? It's government. No. Contract. It's government. These are appointees. So, you know, they're not covered by the. Well, I just figure, uh, do they have a contract that says they get a bump in pay? But that's horse shit. Man, shit. She could see. she. Yeah. Come on. Now. Next. Next piece of news. Red's all right. We're almost to you, Red. Okay. <laughs> <He's> crazy. <laughs> Has he become blue? They don't write folk songs about the wipers, the wipers of other people's bottoms. You know that? You ever heard a folk song about wiping an old person's ass? They should, because last week alone, more than 10% of the people in Michigan who have died during the COVID pandemic, caring for the institutionalized elderly, died last week alone. Eight 
out of 82. They worked specifically in adult foster care homes, murky institutions that are licensed and supposedly inspected by the state of Michigan, but do not get the attention like the nursing homes. In fact, no data was kept. But like the nursing homes, there's still a yawning shortage of PPE in the adult foster care facilities. That's a fact, and nobody picked up on it. So, my friends out there, listen, if you were, you know somebody that works in adult foster care specifically because they're forgotten, okay, you let me know, you message me, I have some masks and I have some gloves. It's the very least we could do. We're all a community. I ain't going to sit here and bitch without trying to do something. Just get me, message me on Facebook. You can find my email. I'll get it to you if I got it left. Okay? Good? Yeah. In the beginning, Charlie, I don't know if you remember when all this first broke, you made sure you got access to gloves, you got access to masks, and you were distributing those long, you know, before this got fully underway. So, I mean, this isn't anything new for and you. And the Attorney General, Dana Nessel, when we remember the the outrage that's the jail mm -hmm. the sheriff is dead the the commander of maximum security is dead the two doctors are dead they didn't know they died she puts out a press release applauding herself that she got some dental masks oh boy that's your job the whole thing is is, is again and we talk about this at the municipal level but it's all about the narrative people can only respond to what they're being told Ooh. i'm just saying like i mean residents i mean we have to depend for the most part on the media to tell us what's going on. If in fact the media only takes what they're being fed from the source, then that information becomes subjective and we become, we, we're placed at a disadvantage as a result. Yep. Amen. Now here comes one media, ready? I know, all right already. The chief of police, James Craig, did a drive around with Denzel back in 91. <laughs> all right, great story. Here's another story. Shootings in the city are up 45%. We just passed a year where the shootings were up 53%. That's 100%. Swear to God. There's a study. What was it? My wallet? Fat wallet? What's it? Nerd wallet? Nerd wallet. Wait. Um, I don't know. I think it's nerd wallet. This, this They're a good is a site. Good. Wallet hub. Wallet hub. Okay. A lot okay. of wallets. The cities whose unemployment rates are bouncing back the most. Okay. Top 180 cities. Number one's bouncing back the most. Number 180 is bouncing back the least. In between 1 and 180, where do you think Detroit is? <laughs> uh, plus or minus 10. Let's play a game. All of you out there on, on social media, quick. You know, like Price is Right. Yeah, yeah. 1 to 10, 10 to 20, 20. Quick you and go. go. Karen? I guess 60. That's what I guess. 60. Yes. Pretty good. Top third. Bounce back. Sounds like Mike Duggan. Oh, I, I'll campaign. I'll, That's good. I'll say 160. 160. Anybody out there? Pick one, Karen. Anybody doing it? Not yet. Oh, uh, Kara says, uh, well, no, she just said plus 10. Eva says 180. It uh, is 180. That's right. Who said that? Eva. Uh, Eva Welch said 180. Jennifer said 160. Uh, Mark said 170. It's 180. Dead last. Dead last. Robert said four. <laughs> okay, said listen, listen. It's over. We, we, we. It's too late. Stop. Stop it. 
do. Sherry said 179. Sean said 50. You ask everybody, they want Even to one. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because they took the time to do it. <laughs> right. 177, Aurora, Colorado. 178, Halea, Florida. 179, Miami. 180, Detroit with a 22% unemployment rate. It's tripled. Oh, my God. It's tripled. Hey, Thomas at 185. <laughs> <He> said, <laughs> my man. And you know, dude, you know, Thomas, man, if they if they decide to do like Peoria, we'd say fuck us too. Peoria. Get some shit together, man. Oh, that's sad. You knew uh, it. I knew no, it. I, no, you know I, what I the saddest this. part is? I saw this because, you know, the publicist emails me their stuff. And always on these quality of life measurements, yeah. I always instantly go to the bottom and start going well, that, up. That's what I was going to say. That's the saddest part about it is so many of us said, eh, 170, 180, 160. The expectations are so low. Okay, now, you know, so all of that, hey, man, somebody in the police department in aviation, I'm told by John oh, Bennett, yeah. John Bennett, retired, uh, every, everybody in Detroit that is in media or cares about the police knows john has got his ear to the ground he's the most source guy in there he's reporting that a member of aviation took the just took the helicopter I've took it to pontiac so many questions why how okay the guy obviously you want to do some flight training you know you gotta you gotta keep you gotta do flight training yeah to, to keep your license right yeah and not only that he took it without permission. I don't know how you're clearing air traffic control, right? He's also charging the city overtime. <laughs> okay. And why is everybody pissed? Because there was a call for the helicopter while he was off in <laughs> Sunday in fucking Pontiac. Of course there was going to be a call no matter when he took it. What the fuck? Put the helicopter back. Did he respond? And two, was his overtime approved? <laughs> This isn't even public, but I asked John if, you know, how good is it? Can I quote you? He goes, it's a, a 100% solid. Wow. Well, I can't wait to read about it in the paper next week. <laughs> wow. Fucking joyriding. Son of a bitch. Okay. Uh, two more, and then we go into red at the hole. Red. I would like to say Matt Stafford has been traded to the Los Angeles Rams. It's a very good squad. That He might be the piece that gets them over. Just a few years ago, they were in the Super Bowl. Right? Mm -hmm. We had Jared Goff. I don't know. He sucks. I, he sucks. I mean, but I'm not a fan. I want to say, Matt Stafford, I know it didn't happen here. Man, but you were tough. You showed up to work. You're a lunch pail guy. You know, you, are you the most gifted quarterback ever? No. Are you gifted? Yes. This is just Detroit. He really took to the city. To the area, too. He did. I ain't going to really miss his wife's tweeting or anything like that. No. But, but hey, Matt, you Matt, always a lion, bro. I, put, I make fun of the lions. Yeah. But they're I mean, mine. Rightfully so. He will, too, now. And I want him to get his ring. Uh, Yeah. I uh, won't be mad. I mean, good luck. Oh, to I you, hope brother. he does. I hope he has wild success out there. I do, too. I I'm being serious. I really hope he does. I'm like, I'm not, I don't like, I'm not a hater. I want a guy to be fulfilled. Well, I think a lot of people like him, even if they didn't, didn't think he was the guy, he was the quarterback, because a lot of people shit on him a lot. But I well, now I want to see. Go ahead. What, Karen? Let's all chip in and get his house. <laughs> That's a nice house. Is it a McMansion? Oh, no, it's a straight up mansion. Is it oh, an old stone cool. one? You don't even, you wouldn't even, it's on or out on Orchard Lake. You would not even imagine that they have homes like that here, but they do. A lot of people don't realize it, but I looked at the listing. Beautiful. I think we could do a great job doing Sweet. the podcast from there. It's weird. <laughs> Karen's weird. She's peeping. Let me have a look at 
Well, the bathrooms are nice. <laughs> hey, she's not Did the you only go through one. his closet? <laughs> Karen, yeah, she's going to pretend she's interested just to walk through it. Uh, you know, when they gave a tour of the Manoogie and once uh, Kilpatrick got tossed in the can? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I went in the liquor cabinet. He, he left He left the purple, whatever the shit it was. Hypnotic? Stuff. They have a bowling alley in the Manoogie. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's only like one or two lanes, but it's in the bay. It's, there, there is one. Now, finally, here's here's I got a tip. Thank you for sending it. Somebody inside kind of got it on good information. I got this Monday morning. I'm hearing there's a handshake deal for the Detroit Pistons. Really? Pistons for sale. So Karen uh, knows people around. I, I put in a few calls. Couldn't really make heads or tails of it, but you have to know this. Um, What's his name? Matt uh, Ishbia. Ishbia. He's the CEO of... Uh, United Wholesale Mortgage. Yes. Mm-hmm. The second biggest mortgage broker in the country after Rocket. Quick. Yep, you right? got it. Yeah. Okay. He went to Michigan State University, played four years under Izzo. Mm-hmm. Right? He did an IPO, right? With a, Recently. A guy, a guy out in Beverly Hills with a guy named Alec Gorris. Name sounds familiar. Who's the brother of Tom Gorris, the owner of the Pistons. So the you know so they did an IPO together, and I was told there was some kind of handshake deal. Once the stock straightens out and you're able to jettison some of it, that you're gonna make a move for the Pistons. Now, funny thing is, he gave thirty two million dollars Michigan State yesterday. Mm-hmm. I think twenty million of it to sports. Of course, <laughs> God, <laughs> yeah, okay. And uh, he said he told Cranes, "Look at me crediting you." He told Cranes, right, that that he would someday that he would he would like to own a professional franchise. Mm. One would assume it's basketball. It's a Big Ten basketball player, right? Yeah. Hometown Pistons makes sense, right? Yeah, I don't think it's uh, everything Tom Gorris expected it to be. About the other side of the story, though, remember Tom Gorris is under heavy criticism and scrutiny for his involvement uh, in the communication telephone provision uh, yeah. for for prisons. Uh, which mm-hmm. I assume he makes a lot of money from. So think about that. Maybe this is his way of backing out his brother and their partner. I mean, you know, this is all chess, not checkers. So well, let's don't put it this way. Tom Gores is a horrible fucking owner yeah. and he's a horrible corporate citizen. For instance, the Pistons are in the basement. Terrible. They were in the basement last year. They're terrible. Like you have no business owning them. Number two, you took a piece of that Little Caesars arena that we fucking pay for. <laughs> the poorest people in America because we're 180 on the list. We're also the brokest. We're also the most violent. And ain't nothing coming back. So get rid of it. Having said that, uh, you know, all parties that we just discussed are, are denying it to Cranes. But good for you, Cranes, showing up to, you know, getting an interview before a press right. conference. But we were on it. I just really thought we had one. That's a real, really interesting story. This is a little information that I was privy to. Let me throw this out oh. here. Oh, Hold on. I don't need the music. That's yeah, not we need my it. Job. We need it. Listen, okay. But the Pistons were buying into the narrative that... <laughs> <laughs> they were buying into the narrative on that the city was coming back and you know everything felt and read to be so exciting. And they were so anxious to be a part of it because there's no way that they should have come to the city without building their own stadium. So they kind of under they 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 kind of undercut themselves 
by backdooring a deal, if you will, or cutting a deal to get in on the Little Caesars Arena component. So they they cut themselves short on that because Tom was anxious to get in on what he thought was taking place in the, in downtown Detroit. Well, okay, so let's do this for the sports fan. All right. The Tigers finished last year in what place in their division? Last. And the year before? Last. Okay, and the Red Wings uh, uh, this year are what in their division? Last time I looked, they were last. And uh, what about uh, last year? Uh, last. Like in the league, okay. Pretty sure, yeah. The Pistons Shitty. are what in their division? Shitty. Last. last. And last year? Uh, very low. Yeah, and now the Lions finished what in their division? Last. And what about last year? Last. What the fuck? <laughs> Sell them all. <laughs> it's not a Give it to the city. Give it to Mike. Give it to Duggan. Not a good time. Yeah, I mean, this stinks. It does. And then you look back and Snyder was running. Look at Flynn. Oh, come on. I mean, really? <laughs> what a mess. Hey, look at the federal government. We just had a growth period and <laughs> Trump's spending like a drunk sailor. Like the economy's supposedly growing and we're we're, I, we're borrowing a trillion dollars? Yeah, why not? What the fuck? Why not? Damn it. Fix the roads. Fix the damn roads. And fix red. Is red alive? Oh, yeah, it's red alive. Red. Oh, I'm worried about him. Red is, red is a snowman. Let's just... have a look here. <laughs> He's been outside this whole time. Okay, red. Hold on here. Are you there, red? Hello. Hello. Oh, you? You've been enjoying the show, red? Fuck no. Not the last two minutes. Call the shit out here. <laughs> you do a lot for this goddamn city. I better get a key or a toothpick or something. Take a toothpick to the city. So, Red, uh, you're in the middle of the city. You're drop dead middle of Detroit. No man's land Detroit, right? Industrial Detroit. Is that about right? Yes. And yes. Uh, just to paint a, a quick scenery, I don't know if you can see behind let me, me. Let me set this up first. So what we did was I just thought it'd be a great gag to send Red out in the middle of a polar vortex <laughs> to do some digging, so to speak, which is we got word that there's a potential potential another site in the city where potentially we're, we're just starting here to do some research that demolition debris may once again be being thrown in the city or dirt is being excavated and we don't can't Still? keep track of it Still? so right go ahead red set the scene for us uh, so so uh behind me you can see this pole this light pole behind me yeah oh that pole is actually being covered it is it, it, encased in a mound of dirt that's at least 15, 20 feet high. There's dumpsters everywhere. There's a couple pieces of construction equipment. And then I'm going to turn this around, see if you guys can get a real, you guys can see that. Yeah. yeah. Is, I'm going to get as close to this edge as I can. Let me set it up for the listener, not the viewer. You, you look like basically Admiral Byrd and you're making your way across <laughs> the Arctic tundra. Okay. L listen here. I can't even tell you what the fuck is in these holes, but I can't say sticking up out of the uh, snow. Turn around towards the, the hole. Uh, Turn around towards the hole. Put put the camera. So, the there yeah. we go. Can you see the hole? Yeah, you that's see? right. So is that is that dirt filling the hole or is that just? Uh, it looks like it's a combination of dirt and some type of rubble. But by being covered with snow, I can't make it out. And I don't want to try to cross over because I don't see where to step. But yeah. where I, I want at, you to go right there. And see, you see that bit sticking out there, right in front of you, right there? Yeah, straight go ahead. Yeah, go yeah, br like brush the snow off that, Red. Oh, man. I don't want him to fall in this hole. What, what okay. happened? <laughs> no, go ahead. Okay. I want you to brush. There's, there's a little lump right there. I want you to brush it off right there. Right there. Right here. Let me see yeah. what I can. Let's see what we get there. 
Let's see here. I'm well, here, we Reddit, you know, I mean, you're a hell of a good reporter, dude. This is what I do. This is the well, beginning. This definitely looks like some type of. Uh, Let's see it. Pull it up. That's a piece of trash. This is, oh, you know what, Dad? Let me see that. Hold that up. Oh, you know, that looked like asbestos, dude. <laughs> no, it, it does. It looks like a. Really? Yeah. Threw it. Good. Let's see it. Looks like tar, of, uh, tar paper or uh, tar paper is what it looks like. Yeah, from a roof. And then right there, yeah, pull that, that up. Looks like a slab of concrete. Slab yeah. of concrete. God damn. Okay, now and I want to. If we come back over here where I was standing near the hole, we got us a little bit of good old pipe. Tire. That right iron Rod, yeah. rebar. Rebar. Yeah, that, that looks like uh, construction to me. But what what we'll do? Just keep your back to the hole, Red. Just like that. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So, so I did a little research of my own on Google Earth and Google Maps to get a street view. Okay. But it's location, which goes back about a year, there year it is. and a half ago is the last update. So listen for our viewers. We put it up here. You see this nice, put it up, guys. Yes. It's a nice green lot. You guys see that? Yep. No dirt mounds, no construction debris. There's some grass. Show me the street level. Looks like a park. So what the fuck? Look, I don't know. I've never heard of, but it does, we're only beginning. Not accusing anybody of anything. We just know the city is shitting themselves about it. The word's going around, and this is the beginning of an investigation. I've never heard. I've never heard of the city issuing an excavation permit. Right to mm. to take dirt to fill demolition. Dump, yeah. Maybe they did. We'll look into it. It's but, in there too, huh? The, directly on the other side of this hill, a mound of dirt or whatever this is, mm. it's right against the back of a neighborhood. I tried to come around, and you can't. But huh. it's right butted up against the back of a neighborhood. His family's living no more than about a hundred, two hundred feet from here. Yeah, you can see it on Google Earth. There's so a we're on this. Mm -hmm. because Yeah, so, and I'm going to say this. Uh, at first, I thought it was a pothole, but I knew it wasn't because it had something in it. So, um, <laughs> we, we don't know what it is, like Charlie said, but we're going to definitely find out. Hopefully, I get sent back out here when it's not an uh, Arctic blast going on. Right. And I know that you are not allowed to dump demolition debris, construction debris in a lot. It's got to go to the landfill, right? We've been through this on this show. I've showed you Google Earth before. It was a perfectly fine lot, too. Right? We got the EP, uh, the uh, the DEQ, and everybody make them clean it up. We've How many times we got to fucking do this? Here's our goddamn neighborhood, and this shit better be right. This better be right, or we're on your ass. Now, Red, before we go... Yes. I want you to drop down and give us a snow angel. <laughs> Karen got a question. Oh, yeah. Let me ask you. That's her. not going to happen here because I might get stuck in the ass by a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> Harold is asking, is there a name on the construction equipment, like a company name? We I ain't doing that, Harold. Harold. Do you see a name? Harold, no. We're not doing that just yet. We do that right now because we're just beginning. We just beginning. And we don't want to. Put nobody out that ain't did nothing wrong. Got it, Harold. You know what I mean, man. We just we just looking. We yeah. just notice. We get some calls. We got some people in city hall. We got some people in the business. We got some satellite stuff. We'll wait. But who wants to join us? Newspapers want to like rip us off again and then pretend like you you, you know you did something, or do you want to go do something? You want to go do. Uh, and something? And I'm gonna say this. 
and I ain't no specific reporters in mind. But if I got my ass up out here, out the warm office in the studio and freezing to death, look, I don't even have my fingertips is as red as my goddamn hat now. <laughs> you can get the hell up out your apartment in front of your bookcases and all that bullshit and come do some work. Amen. That's all I'm saying. Word of mark. That's my man. That's beautiful. I can't. I'm going to leave you with the last hey. word. Let's get Red out of there. Red, be careful. Warm up. Warm up. I'll holler at you guys later. Deuces. Deuces. Thanks. Mark Heron, last word. Or Red. Why? Hey, I, just, I just hope everybody is paying, continuing to pay attention and that this information is access here on YouTube. Can we get Red to take Red to fuck off? Red Red's in the middle of a blizzard. Yeah, take him off. What'd you say, Karen? No, I'm just saying, you know, I mean, we, we you bring a lot of information to the table. Somebody Charlie, mute Red, I, I, please. <laughs> You're like Sasquatch. He's <laughs> he called me, you know, before we went on air. I thought he's stroking out. I couldn't take it. <laughs> he was miserable today. Oh, my God. But we I'm glad buy- he did that work. Man, he's so broke, he can't afford gloves with all the fingers on him. <laughs> So he can type, Charlie. That's why. But he should, he needed some gloves on. I just I was just saying that you know you bring a lot of information, a wealth of information to the show and to our listeners and viewers. I want people to to act on that information, allow it to make a difference in the decisions you make, uh, in the demands that you make, and in the accountability for the people that you elect and that you listen to. It has to make a difference. Hold your feet to the fire, right, Karen? Jeez, that's what I did. If, <laughs> if that's what we if we look if. If that is what I'm being told it is, and I don't know. I mean, these things take a while, but we're going to show you the process. And it's near a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And we're all fighting with each other. Your side, my side. What about our side against their side? What about our kids versus the pigs getting raises and not doing their job and hiring their niece? It's really simple. You know, I don't hate government. I just feel better when it's not around, and when I call for it, it can't respond. Mm-hmm. And I won't take stupid shit for an answer. There's a lot of those, too. A lot of stupid shit for answers. I want people to get on, watch, listen to one of those governor um, <laughs> press conferences. Here's the trick. Whether they're in, the, it, it's Zoom or whatever. Yeah. It, it's not so much they're, they're picking the question or picking the person that bothers me so much. It's the fact that the person that asked the question can't get at least two follow-ups. A follow, yeah. Two. You know, you know, you're right. Empty answer. We move on to the next one. Empty answer. Yeah. Well, hold their feet to the fire. Follow up on this Beaumont thing, too. It just drives me up a wall. Well, you know, they try, and then and then it's superficial shit. You got to yeah. you gotta, you gotta leave it to Starkman. Well, he's doing a great job. He's doing a great job. It's a mess. He's doing a great job. I want to dedicate... Um, this show to Shoe Harris, whose son mm-hmm. was shot dead in Highland Park at Avalon Village, the little town from nowhere that she built from a dream when her younger son was run over and killed. She took a crossword, took, took a whole block, remade it into something beautiful. Now her older son, who was holding his brother's hand when he got hit by the car, has been murdered and she's going to go on. And that's the kind of people 
I love. I don't know how. I'm sorry. Sorry to bring it down like that. But no. I'm just thinking of her. She acknowledged, you know, the, the 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 Herculean task that you undertook to help generate funding and support for uh, Avalon Village. So, uh, you know, that's that's admirable. Don't she don't did don't it. Uh, you know, thank you for that. She did it though. She she took an abandoned block, re rebuilt a whole house, and it's a homework center for kids, a safe place, a warm place, an after school place, and a place that doesn't have it. And I don't know why we don't have it. You know, what I mean, you can't. We can't have some. All the kids are hurting, all of them. So, you know, whatever your political outlook is. Challenge it. It makes it stronger when you do. Mm -hmm. Right? Your argument is stronger when you know your opponent's argument. Try to see their point of view. I didn't say convert. You know what I mean? It'll be a better place. Amen. Till next week, fix the shit. <laughs> right? You can get yes. those shirts at the Drew and Mike shop. Store. Store.com. Drew and Mike store.com. I picked this for red. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it out. Leave it out, Joe. Already woman about the meanest thing I know. Lady Hall. See you, Karen. <laughs>